This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. If you are still here, and if you're hearing my voice, you are still here, that means you have life to be thankful for. And specifically today, I'm talking also about your body, which is the temple of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit. We know that God is a spirit, and he calls us to worship him in spirit and in truth. And our body just allows us to exist on the earth plane so that we can carry on business down here on earth. There will come a day when we will no longer need this earthly body. We will receive a heavenly body that's incorruptible. But right now, we are in the corruptible body. And we've been given the mission to be a caretaker of it. Because as the scripture also tells us, our own bodies are not even our own. Our bodies have been bought with a price and they belong to God. We are the caretakers. We are the stewards of the body. And the body is housing the spirit of God that's in us. Since we need a body on this earth to operate on earth. And in fact, when that body wears out, That's when we cease to be here on the earth because we can no longer sustain life on this plane if we're just only in the spiritual sense. So what I want us to think about is that even though this body is decaying, even though it's mortal, even though it ultimately will die, we still can be thankful for it. And as I've mentioned before, you might have recovered from COVID. You may have some ongoing side effects. You may have recovered from a vaccine and you may have some side effects. You might be getting older and you have old age effects. I can attest to the fact that every so often I wake up and things don't work the way they used to work as I'm also in the senior years as well. Some of us have illnesses or conditions that we have to be concerned about. And I think about taking care of our bodies. Some of us take care of our cars better than we take care of our bodies. We'll make sure to change the oil, change the transmission fluid and so on. Well, our bodies need maintenance too. And some things need to be changed out with respect to them. We need to put in the right foods, the right fuels, exercise the body and give it some rest. So there's a lot of care that the body needs as well. And what I'm going to remind you of is this, even if your body is imperfect and has many flaws or challenges or difficulties, you can still praise and thank God for the body that you still have and what you still can do. And as we're thinking about that today, I'm just reminded, and I want to remind you, those of you old enough to remember, about the story of professional football player Daryl Stingley. Daryl Stingley was a part of the New England Patriots from 1973 to 1977. He was a wide receiver. 
He was born on the 18th of September, 1951 in Chicago. And he was playing a preseason game on the 12th of August in 1978 against the Oakland Raiders. And he was tackled. He was hit by another player from the Oakland Raider team named Jack Tatum. And Jack Tatum had a nickname. He was kind of known as the assassin. That was sort of his nickname in the NFL was the assassin. And he was known for hitting really hard and really tackling people and preventing them from making touchdowns and so on and so forth. And so when he hit Daryl Stingley on this particular day, it resulted in a spinal cord injury for Daryl Stingley. And he ended up being paralyzed from the chest down and he spent the rest of his life as a quadriplegic. Now, of course, that was not at all Jack Tatum's intention in terms of this kind of hit. And the tackle he did and the hit he did was not illegal in the football league at that time. Because of that hit, there were some rules that did change in professional football to better protect the lives of players and to protect their health so that, therefore, these incidents would be fewer and farther between. Daryl Stingley would go on to refer to it as just a freak accident because Jack Tatum had hit other people like that or similar to that or hard like that, and those people did not get paralyzed. So it was just one of those just unfortunate and regrettable kinds of circumstances. And we find that in Daryl Stingley's life, his life was relatively short. He died at the age of 55 on the 5th of April in 2007, also in Chicago. And he died from the complications, really, of being a quadriplegic and had some heart implications, pneumonia, and some other things, because it's very difficult for your body to fight off a lot of different conditions when you are quadriplegic. But what I want to share with you is though he had this accident when he was 26 years old, in the prime of his life, in his youth, and he spent the next almost 30 years, essentially a quadriplegic and in a wheelchair, he didn't retain bitterness. And this is an important thing to keep in mind. One of the things he says is that when he finally stopped asking why, why, why did this happen? It was then that he was able to regroup and to go on with the new version of his life. And in his life, he still made contributions. He ended up being a consultant back to the New England Patriots, which was his team. He visited other paralyzed people in the hospital to encourage them. I'm sure that was a great service. And he started a nonprofit organization in Chicago that was for inner city youth. And it was in the neighborhood where his old school was, which is Marshall High School. And there were other things he did as well. A book that he wrote was called Happy to be Alive. Now you really do have to have the right mindset to imagine being happy to be alive, even though you are a quadriplegic in a wheelchair. 
And one of the things that also happened for him right after that game that he played in 1978, where he was injured, he was supposed to have signed a contract that would have been a huge contract for ongoing years with his team. And it was to happen after the game. And of course, it never got signed after all this happened. However, the Professional Football League did decide to pay for all of his medical expenses for the rest of his life. And they also chose to pay for the education for his children as well. And so there were some blessings and some things that did come to him out of this really horrific scenario and situation in his life. Now, Jack Tatum went on in his life, continued to play for most of his career with the Oakland Raiders, although he spent some of the latter part of his time in professional football with the Houston Oilers. So he played from about 1971 to 1980. Later in his life, he suffered severely from diabetes and many of the complications related to diabetes. And so ultimately he had to have five toes on one foot amputated, and then he had a partial leg amputated. And some people came to Daryl Stingley when Jack Tatum was going through all of this and going through these amputations to see what he would say about it. And of course, Daryl Stingley knew about the difficulty and the trauma of being in a wheelchair or losing functionality. He wasn't happy that this was happening to Jack Tatum at all. He had compassion for him as he was going through this trial. And he, of all people, would know what that was like. Ultimately, even Jack Tatum, because he also had kidney failure and various other things going on, he ultimately died of a massive heart attack also early in life. He was about 61 years old when he died in Oakland on the 27th of July in 2010. One of the things that I don't understand about Jack Tatum is he wrote, I think, about three different books, and in all of them, he still used the moniker of the assassin. And on that last book, it was, you know, Confessions of an Assassin or whatever. I don't know why he kept that in his um, repertoire. I think if it had been me, I might have, as we know, many players, when they retire, you retire the number. I think I might have retired the title and the term assassin along the way, uh, which for whatever reason he didn't choose to do. And all I'm saying here is that no matter whether your body's working well or not, you can still make a significant contribution. You can still be thankful for what remains and what you still have. And in Daryl Stingley's case, his three sons, they continue to thrive and do well. One of his sons also played professional sports. And now one of his grandsons is also playing football. So they didn't even allow Daryl Stingley's horrific injury to prevent them from continuing on and carrying on some of that legacy along the way. I share his story to simply say, here's a person who found a way to be thankful, even in spite of all of the losses, and we all can adopt that attitude. And I want to conclude today by reading 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, and starting with verse 42, and this talks about the corruptible and incorruptible bodies and what there is to come and what there is to look forward to. 
so also is the resurrection of the dead. And let me say this before I continue. Prior to these verses, the scripture is talking about the fact that it's all different kinds of bodies. For example, there are celestial bodies or heavenly bodies and their earthly bodies. And the glory of the earthly body is not the same as the glory of the celestial or heavenly body. So we all have those differences. Right now, we're in a terrestrial body, and ultimately, we will have a heavenly body. And so he says, and then in verse 42, he says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this incorruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I say to you, whatever you may be suffering in this body, take care of it. Do the work of ministry that God has assigned you to do while you're still here on the earth. Be a blessing in your workplace to other people. And just know a perfect, incorruptible, heavenly body awaits you if you belong to God and you can choose to belong to God to benefit from his presence, not only today, but also eternally and in the future. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. 
And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.